Hello and welcome to the Poetry Exchange. I'm Michael Schaefer. And I'm Fiona Bennett. Great to be back, Michael, with another episode. Yes, indeed. And I'm sure with lots of news as well. We do have a piece of news, Fiona. Oh, what's that piece of news, Michael, that you're (laughs) thinking of? (laughs) Well, we're both quite excited, as you can tell. We're being a bit silly. We're really thrilled to have been asked to go back to Latitude uh, this year. We were there last year and we spoke to Nadine Sharp and Hannah Jane Walker. You can listen to that episode in our archive. Uh, and we're really excited to be asked back. It's a real privilege, isn't it, Phil? We had such a great time. It was wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. And, and the uh, opportunity of having an exchange in that slightly different way to our usual kind of somebody on their own in, in a private space having the conversation, but that more kind of audience-focused event is lovely. Yeah. Uh, and there is something very special about being in amongst all these extraordinary creators and makers of music, song, poetry, conversation, uh, and that all bubbling around outside the tent that you're in. And then having the opportunity to be there with two guests, to be announced, yeah. talking to us about the poem that's been a friend to them. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's the second thing that we, you know, we, we don't know that yet, who, who we're going to be talking to. No. Um, we'll, we'll keep you informed about all of, all of our latitude news as we hear it. And there is some more news. Is it? Yeah. I'm not sure if you're aware of it, Michael. We're going to be going to Norfolk and Norwich Festival and doing two days of exchanges there. How lovely. When is this, Fee? (laughs) Well, uh, May the 22nd and May the 23rd. I think I'm free. I'll have to check. Well, you will. Get your diary out now. Uh, Yes, it's fantastic. We're going to be part of Norfolk and Norwich Festival, which is a wonderful festival. And uh, we're being hosted by the National Centre for Writing. And that region and Norwich itself is a great place for literature and lovers of literature and writers. So I'm sure we're going to have a really gorgeous time there. Fabulous. So um, we're going to put some details up on the website about that. Is this, a, is this the kind of event that people can book a slot to come and talk to us and do an exchange? Yeah. I think, in fact, on this occasion, we'll put some information on our site. I'm pretty sure people have to book through the festival office, but we'll put all the links on our site so people can find that. Very good. And the name of the festival again? It's Norfolk and Norwich Festival. Excellent. Uh, So Latitude is July the 16th to the 19th, and uh, you can just go online and, and book your tickets through them. Hope to see you there. So it's been very lovely talking about festivals and summery things but Michael it's time I think for you to take us into this month's episode. Well we are still just at the end of winter so I thought it would be good to to slip this one in. So you're going to be listening to myself and Fiona talking about Stopping by Woods on a Snowy Evening by Robert Frost, the poem that's been a friend to Victoria. I've got lots of questions already. Yes, of um, course. But um, it would be great if you could read it out loud for us. Yeah. And then I'll pepper you. <laughs> Whose woods these are? I think, I know. His house is in the village, though. He will not see me stopping here to watch his woods fill up with snow. My little horse must think it queer. 
to stop without a farmhouse near, between the woods and frozen lake, the darkest evening of the year. He gives his harness bells a shake to ask if there is some mistake, the only other sounds the sweep of easy wind and downy flake. The woods are lovely, dark and deep, but I have promises to keep and miles to go before I sleep and miles to go before I sleep. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. I noticed that you don't really need this piece of paper, <laughs> but you, know. You, you know this poem. <laughs> I, I do know it, and it's also, um, because it's such a regular rhyming poem, it's, it's like a little machine for remembering itself. You know, I, I think it's like a, like a jewel, really. Mm. You've just got, you know, you've got four verses and four end rhymes and, you know, a really, really tight pattern. So, so it's a very, very easy poem to learn. Mm. Have, you, have you known it a long time? I think so. I think it's one of those poems that, mm. that's always been there because it's, it's in lots of anthologies and it's in anthologies for, for little children. But I think I've probably got to know it a lot over the past couple of decades because I, I do a lot of work with um, poetry as a, as a therapeutic agent. And this is a poem that um, speaks to people, whether they're five years old or you know ninety years old. You know, th th there's something about the magic of winter. There's something about relationships with animals, being outside. Um, and then it's also a poem that quite a lot of people tell me was um, read as a eulogy at a funeral. So, so mm. there's there's you know there's the kind of big questions in it about you know, about mortality and responsibility, as well as you know just the really concrete sort of visual side of it. So it's got this huge metaphorical hinterland, mm. even though it's really, really simple. It's beautiful, isn't it? I found myself immediately when I read it through for myself, going, I don't know whose woods they are. Who is the, who is the he? Who is the mm. he whose house is in the village that yes. will not see me stopping here? Yeah. Who, who is that he? Well, do you know, I think it could be any number of he's. Um, so again, although it's very concrete, um, it's completely non-specific. So you, you know, you know, it's probably not contemporary because there's somebody with a horse. Um, yeah. You know, so we're not used to riding horses around anymore. But on the other hand, you know, we've always got somebody who we think might be observing us doing something. So there's this kind of idea of transgression. You know, that he's supposed to be going somewhere, but he's decided he's he's going to stop, and he's stopping to do something which is completely useless you know we, we live in a culture that's all about you know being goal oriented he's just going to stop and watch the woods filling up with snow so so this he you know it could be where he's supposed to be going to work it could be you know some sort of inner parental critic who says you should be doing something useful um so there could be there could be any number of um of different different he's mm -hmm. um and sometimes i think of it as being um perhaps a tension between nature and um and culture you know that there's there's something about the village which is all about people and social pressures and social responsibilities and um and i'm, I'm somebody who really loves being on my own in the woods you know so you sort of think okay you know they're all over there you know i'm 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 away i'm sort of in in the wilds you know because the woods i mean it could be literal woods but it could be you know any, any number of different different takes on that so, so I don't know who this he is, um, 
but it, it's somebody who's not there. <laughs> he's, mm. he's, he's in the village, you know, so, um, so, so the, the speaker of the poem isn't going to be observed, you know, doing whatever it is that, um, that he or she is doing. It doesn't, it doesn't tell us anything about the, um, about the speaker, really. And it's a, it's a moment of pause, mm. this, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This, this person is on, on his or her way. Yes. Yeah. to do something you yes. know we, we find out in the last stanza yeah. but i have promises to keep yes. and miles to go yes. before i sleep yeah yeah um but yeah. It just takes this moment to sort of be quiet and yeah. be present with what's happening kind of appreciating that moment the darkest evening of the year the snow falling mm. definitely yeah and and the word stopping is in the title and it's in the first stanza so that you know that stopping mm. is is repeated mm. but there's a third character because there's the person in the village um there's a person stopping and then i think it's quite interesting the horse you know and you, and you sort of think what, what is the horse saying you know he's he's asking if there's some mistake you know so, so the horse is thinking you know got to get get on um so giving his harness bells a shake so, in, in, on a more metaphorical level, how do you understand the horse? Understand the horse? Um, not sure if there's any sort of direct um, association, but it always makes me smile um, mm. because um, I've got this quite strong belief in the, um, the need to relate to non-human or more than human entities so, so so I think of I think of the you know of the horse as being um, you know perhaps all these things that that we ignore at our peril. Um, you know, if you think about environmental issues, you know, we're, we're just not listening to, you know, what the earth is telling us, mm -hmm. you know, and, and the woods and the horse are all, all mm -hmm. part of that kind of more than human, human world. So, um, so it reminds me a little bit of, um, of my dog at home, you know, that doesn't, dog doesn't speak English, but, you know, she, she's always trying to tell us something, you know, mm. and, um, and I, I can just get that sort of picture of, you know, is there some mistake, you know, when you mm. see, see an animal that you're close to has got this sort of, you know, puzzlement, you know, mm. what, what's going on here? This is, this is quite, quite peculiar. So, um, so, so I see that as um, the speaker of the poem isn't entirely alone um, because they're there with a, you know, with another creature and that, that creature's got a, got a take on the, on the world, mm. you know, thinks it should be, you know, heading on. Uh, it's yeah, very important yeah. the presence of the other being there mm. because otherwise it would be it would have the potential to sort of be a scary thing yeah being yes. out in the middle of nowhere on your own yes and in, yeah. in the dark of night and all yeah, the rest yeah, of it yeah. you know but because there is this other creature whose presence is very keenly felt and yes, you know they're very yeah. present in the, in the poem yeah it sort of manages to make the whole thing feel sort of cozy and you know yeah, I um, think so. Yeah, it's got a kind of sort of Christmassy yeah, feel, hasn't it? Yeah. And, and especially that idea of the harness bells, you know, yeah. that, that's a sort of cheerful, cheerful note. And then they've got the word um, easy in that one as well, the, you know, the that's kind right. of easy wind. It's not, it's not a howling yeah. wind, yeah. you know, so, so there's a sense of it, you know, it's, it, yeah, like you say, it's not, it's not menacing, it's not, it's not scary. The woods are lovely, dark and deep, you yeah. know, it could be the woods are cold, dark yeah, and deep, yeah, you yeah, know, and yeah, it would yeah, be a whole exactly. different thing, but it's, but it's yes. a... Yeah. Yeah, it's a really warm feeling, in yes. fact. I mean, promises is very strong as well, isn't it? I have it promises is. to keep. It is. Yeah. I wonder what that, whether that strikes very strongly for you in terms of that tension of the solitary and the... Yeah. Yeah. I, I think so. And, mm. I, and I think that's... Um, 
And it's not something that I've actually resolved, but mm. I think for all of us, there's this sense of what are we here for? Mm. You know, what, what's the purpose in life? And I think, you know, I'm, I'm 56 now, so I'm sort of getting into that kind of later life. Mm. You know, wh what is it that are my obligations? You know, not, not necessarily in any kind of um, oppressive way, but you sort of think, oh, you know, you're given these years on earth, you know, what, what do we do with them? You know, what, what are those, um, those promises that we, that we need to perhaps keep to ourselves or, or keep to other people? Mm. Or, or even just in, you know, in terms of a vocation, you know, if, you, if you've got a calling to do something, mm. what are you going to do about it? You know, are, mm. are you going to keep that promise or is it just going to sort of drift away and um, come to nothing? So that's interesting. So in a way, you're talking there about really quite the big stuff in a way it feels to me not just like promises to a number of people who you've said you'll do a thing for or whatever yes, yeah yeah definitely and, and I think although this is a moment in time I think the big questions are really you know really in this poem as well mm. it's and I, I think that's kind of the magic of of a poem like this that's so open you know that it's that it's got that um timelessness but it's also got time too you know he's, he's got to to get somewhere, he's got mm. to, he's got to keep these promises, um, you know. And whether sleep is um, just the end of the day, like he's got to tick things off his to do list, or is it the kind of big sleep, you know, at the end of life? I mean, that's that's left um, left quite open. And and then again, I think there's that um, paradox of the darkest evening of the year as well, you know. So there's something beautiful going on at this, you know, really sort of dismal dismal time of the year mm -hmm. and, and again that darkest evening of the year I think you know people can see things like depression and um, or you know sort of catastrophic loss or right. you know something like that but even when you know things are really dreadful you know there might always be this you know this little horse or that you know or the beauty of the snow um, so so I, I think it's a poem about um, not pinning things down. You know that that things are one way, but they're also mm. they're also the other way mm. as well. And and I did read that um, Robert Frost claims to have have written it in a in a great sort of spurt of energy. Um, mm. So he was working on a long poem, and he was up all night, sort of slaving away, and then. Then he got up at dawn, and this poem just just came to him. Just fell out. Yeah, I mean, who you know, who knows whether that's true or not? But sometimes I think there's, there's something quite mystical about those sorts of poems. You know, mm. as as if they're um they're somehow given. You know, that it's more than just, you know, this American you know twentieth century poet on his farm. Yeah, and that idea of being available, which is, of course, what this moment is as well, isn't it? Yeah. Is is mm. if you don't stop, you're not gonna. Yeah. You know, the moment mm. of pause it, is that availability. Mm. And um, so there's a lot kind of coming together, isn't there, in this definitely, poem? Definitely, I feel even more excited now because that's, that's, <laughs> that's given me, a, you know, another dimension to mm. it, you know, which is this idea that um, you have to be ready, you know, to catch that moment. You do have to, to stop. And it's almost as if he couldn't have arrived at this if he hadn't been up all night working hard on something else. Yeah. But I love that, that the both you know, that the both are necessary and that's, that feels all kind of in here too, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. I knew this poem a little bit, but it, it just, it's just been opened up so much more for me in this conversation. Mm. And I'm really, um, I, I love that it holds these two things, that it, that it contains mm. that tension of stopping and pause and uh, with purpose and, 
um, moving forward and uh, all the rest of it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's really live for me now because mm. for some reason my, my 60th birthday on the horizon has become quite a big thing and there's lots of things I want to do before I get to, yeah. you know, to that particular threshold. And there's no particular reason for that. You know, I, I just sort of went through, you know, 40, 50 and, you know, it didn't seem like a big deal. But, mm. but there are things I want to do or, you know, sort of promises to keep, I suppose. To yeah. yourself. To myself, yeah, mm. yeah. And, and that pressure does feel enlivening. You mm. know, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like a, a sort of morbid thing. No. It thinks, oh, yeah, yeah, get on with it, you know, get The sense get of hold purpose of life. attached. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely, yeah. Yeah, and excitement and, mm. um, yeah, kind of, yeah, joyfulness in it. And, and I suppose one thing about the darkest evening of the year is that after the darkest evening, it doesn't get any darker. You know, so so it's um, you know, you're, you're kind <laughs> you're of moving, you're moving Absolutely. back into into the light. Yeah. Into the light. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. Right. So yeah, it's interesting thinking about that in relation to you know poem as friend. Mm. Yeah. What kind of f friend is it for you? Mm. Well, I suppose because it's such an easy poem to learn by heart, it, it is the kind of friend that you know maybe you, you carry in your heart. You know, like like you would with a with a favourite poem. Mm. You know, perhaps this poem is a little bit, I don't know, like a close relative or perhaps yeah. even, you know, a grandparent almost, you know, mm. that, um, that has known you, you know, sort of forever. So, yeah. so it's, got, it's got that kind of, kind of quality to it. And almost part of you. Somehow, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Actually. Yeah, yeah, because I, I think if you, if you do know a poem, then you, you have embodied it yeah. somehow. Probably the same thing applies to, you know, learning lines for a, for a play, mm. you know, mm -hmm. that you're... Um, you know, you're sort of taking them into your whole, your whole person. Mm. Yeah. Can I ask how you, in your own life, either bring together or hold the tension between kind of wanting to allow yourself time to pause, to get lost, to not know where you're going, perhaps, and this thing of going, actually, there's things I want to do. Yeah. How do you hold that? Yeah, I, I think um, the idea of balance is something I've realised for me is, you know, completely pie in the sky. I just can't achieve balance. So it's, so it's a bit of a, a kind of crazy, crazy pendulum. <laughs> you know? Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, it's, yeah. so it's like, you know, I like to be really social and then I like to really, really shut the door, you know, and then, and then be really social again. But that uh, is its own kind of balance. Yeah, it is its own kind you know, of balance. Over, yeah, over, yeah, over a period yeah. of time, you can go, well, there's balance there. Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. I suppose so, yeah, yeah. yes, yeah. yeah so so it's, yeah, it's kind of accepting that it's um, not a resolvable tension. Yeah, that you, mm. yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but actually, that's what's beautiful yeah. about the poem, is it's just yes. sort of acknowledging that. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And it's yes. kind of going, that's there. It's yes. like, it's, it's not soluble. No, um, no. Uh, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, that, yeah, I hadn't really seen that before, but that's, um, that's the crux of the poem, isn't it? There's that word, but. You know, so, you know, so the, you know, the beautiful words, you know, I'm, I'm going to stay here, no one can see me, no one's watching me. And then this kind of but comes in, you know, and you get this sort of sense of, okay, I'm off now. You know, think things to do, yeah, miles to go. Yeah. Well, no, this, it's, this, you know, this poem is a, a story of a journey. It is a journey poem, yeah. You know. Yes, yeah, yeah, and, that, and that's such a, I mean, it's almost a cliche, isn't it, the kind of life journey. But, but we definitely experience our lives in that way, you know, that mm. we... That we are going somewhere, you yeah. know, and um, we don't know where we've come from. We don't know where we'll end up ultimately, but um, but it feels like a yeah, like a journey. Mm. It's interesting. Yeah. It's almost as if you've 
had this moment of pause in your life mm. fairly recently where you've gone, hmm, I have a sense that there's something I need to do. What mm. is it? Mm. And you've kind of gone, right, I think I want to gather all of this stuff that I've been doing through my life and exploring yes. and I've yeah. been interested in and try to somehow um, bring them together to sort of catalyze them in some way together yeah, yeah. and see what kind of comes out at the end. You know? Yeah, yeah, to make, make sense of something. Yeah, sense yeah. Of which, I, which I think is what a poem does really brilliantly. You know, that you, you know, you've got all these kind of very vague questions, but, mm. but this poem is like a sort of crystallization of, um, you know, what, what they might be. And I hadn't realized, because I said I didn't quite know what we were going to talk about, you know, mm. just how much that, um, yeah, that speaks to me, you know, mm. with those last, those last lines. Mm. Stopping by woods on a snowy evening. Whose woods these are, I think I know. His house is in the village, though. He will not see me stopping here to watch his woods fill up with snow. My little horse must think it's queer to stop without a farmhouse near, between the woods and frozen lake, the darkest evening of the year. He gives his harness bells a shake to ask if there's some mistake. The only other sounds, the sweep of easy wind and downy flake, the woods are lovely, dark and deep. But I have promises to keep, and miles to go before I sleep, and miles to go before I sleep. That was Fiona with the gift reading at the end there. Our thanks to Victoria for coming to see us and giving us those wonderful thoughts and perspectives on that very well-known poem, which is now known to me in a completely new and fresh way. And our thanks to her for allowing us to share the conversation with you. So it's been a busy month in lots of ways. And one of the things we've been doing is just kind of cleaning up and checking all our lists of all the people who've ever come and nominated a poem and organising our databases and things. And it's wonderful to see our growing number of people who we haven't necessarily met, who we don't know, uh, but who've signed up to the newsletter uh, and who are getting updates from us, not on a very regular basis. I think we usually do about four a year. So if you are enjoying listening and you want to get a bit closer and hear a bit more from us, then do go to the contact page on the website and it's really easy there just to sign up to the newsletter. And it always helps to get reviews on iTunes. That really helps the podcast and uh, retweets on Twitter and all of that stuff. So wherever you are, whatever your weather, snowing or otherwise, wishing you a pleasant rest of the day or night and looking forward to being back next month with another episode. Thank you for listening.